Happy Monday morning, Columbus Day. It's episode 520 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. You know, have any new games come out recently? Anything new we should be talking about? Um, so here's what I want to do on episode 520. Now, you might notice there is an episode 519 and a half. Now, there was an initial episode 519 that I put up Saturday when I was really, really kind of buzzed. I was kind of buzzed on whiskey, beer, and GNR pinball, and I took it down for a reason because after listening to it the next day, I realized I said something that just wasn't true, and I did not want to stand behind that, so I, I do what I normally do. I yank a show down when I feel like, you know what? I've changed my mind on something I've said. Now, anyone else out there ever do that? You ever change your mind or say something you later think about, and, and you're like, you know what? That doesn't make much sense, and here's here's the thing. I still stand behind how incredible I think Guns N' Roses is, and I can't wait for all of you to experience this game. And I also think this game is a win-win for the industry. We're going to talk about that. I've got a huge rumor that I'm hearing, a huge rumor that I'm hearing over at CGC. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but that's why it's a rumor. But this is coming from a decent source of mine. Uh, And there's also a rumor about what Stern is about to do next. But before I do that, I want to explain to you the thing I said that I don't believe, okay? And I said it when I was a little inebriated. So here's the thing that I said. I said that Guns N' Roses makes other pinball machines obsolete, that you can't walk over and play other machines and when I got up the next day I thought about how much I love Lord of the Rings and my love of Lord of the Rings will never change how much I love Batman 66 and my love of Batman 66 will never change there are great games there are just always going to be great games that come out in pinball and no one machine no one machine I don't care how new it is I don't care how innovative it is I don't care how it transcends the pinball experiences we've known it doesn't matter it doesn't really diminish a great game a great game it's like a great movie right there's new movies with great new special effects that come out every year right that doesn't make back to the future any less great of a movie because Avatar has like this 3D technology in it. And I think that's the greatest metaphor or example I can give for why I think that that was just a stupid thing for me to say. And I'll come out and admit that, Um, especially right now, because I think what's happening right now, and, and this is rare, it is really rare that we've experienced something like this. What if, what if Stern and Jersey Jack Pinball both just released great games? They're completely different games. And here's the thing, too. There is so much conversation going on right now about Guns N' Roses versus Avengers. But here's the stupidest thing about all of this debate happening. I'll tell you right now. Most people have not played either one. Okay? Most people have not played either one. We are almost looking at these games like political parties. And we're just choosing one side or the other. And I think that's stupid. I really do. I do think that's stupid. And so here's the thing. I've played one of the two, one of the two. I haven't been able to find an Avengers LE or Pro or any Avengers game out on location. Now, I have a few friends locally that are about to get an Avengers LE. And I will say this. I will say this. What I can do is I can read about what people are saying about Avengers. And I have to say, like the overwhelming consensus is that this game is an incredible shooter. It's an Elwin pinball machine. Of course, it's going to be a shooter. And I can tell, and I'm just going to say this, I can tell by looking at both Guns N' Roses, having played Guns N' Roses, and seeing Avengers, these games are radically different. They're radically different pinball experiences. And that's okay 
It is okay. I mean, obviously, Guns N' Roses blows it away in a lot of areas, right? But I will say this. I think Avengers is going to shoot way faster than GNR. Way faster than GNR. It's going to feel more like a race to get through the, you know, like, like a fast-paced pinball race with, with tons of shots and flow. Guns N' Roses is not at that speed. It's not going to give you that sensation. But the sensation you do get at Guns N' Roses, which is that of being at a Guns N' Roses concert, is unlike anything I've ever experienced before in pinball. And I'm not sure if Avengers will give us that experience unlike any other ever. That's my point, is I think Avengers, what it's going to do really well is going to be really amazing. I just don't think it's going to do anything like first time ever kind of experience. And that's okay, right? That's okay. Now, I also think that like a game like Avengers is going to make you a better pinball player. Because Elwin makes games like that. It's not going to be the easiest, but once you get the shots dialed in, once you start to understand Elwin's layout, like it will make you a better pinball player. Will Guns N' Roses make you a better pinball player? Probably not so much. Not so much. Just a different kind of game. But it's a good thing in pinball that we do have these options. So I, I don't think that like it has to be this way or that way and that's it. Now, the thing I'll say is this. The other part that is inescapable, and I have lots of great conversations with my friend Ed Robertson about this, is just value. Value is such an interesting topic that we always bring up, but there's no denying the fact that if you have $9,500 and you look at GNR LE and look at Avengers LE, it's really hard to say that these games should be the same price. You're just getting more in your Guns N' Roses machine. Now, I get it. I get it. Where that value argument falls apart is if you're having more fun on one or the other, then it doesn't matter. And and I would agree with that to a certain extent. But it's hard for me to look at a game, any Stern game lately, and just be like, these great games, and they do make some great games, but the, even the best Stern machine just feels like it should cost 7500 bucks because you're just not getting anything more in the game for their LE. My debate's always been around the Stern LEs and how you're just not getting what you're paying for. You're not. You're not. And with the amount of machines they make every year, the Stern LEs just don't even go down as being like hard to find, hard to get games. They just aren't. And and that's just that's just been my point is that I think legitimately you have a $2,000 price increase in a Jersey Jack machine because there's $2,000 more in the games. And it shows. It definitely shows. Okay. Now, here's why I think it's a win-win. It's a win-win for pinball because with Guns N' Roses having the success it's had, you can't tell me that Stern Pinball designers are not looking at this launch. I mean, I heard John Borg was at Great American Pinball playing Guns N' Roses, super excited to see that game out in the wild. If you're a designer of pinball, this is a great moment for you because I think this gives you some leverage to go to your company and say, hey, we need to keep raising the bar. We need to keep putting as much as we can in these games because look what the people want. Look what the people are excited about. Look what's selling. I mean, they sold out of a $12,500 game in in just two hours and they sold 500 of them. That's incredible. And a thousand people lined up to get it. I mean, if they made a thousand Guns N' Roses CEs, they would have had a home for everyone. Now, look, some people would have dropped off because they would have said, that's too many. It's not going to be that rare. I'm not jumping in early on. There is that fear of missing out that plays a role in, in getting that many people to order on day one. But if you're over at Stern, you best believe that you're walking into Gary and George's office and saying, unshackle me, 
unshackle me and let me give you what I'm capable of. And I think that's going to happen. I mean, I already heard from the people who worked on Avengers that Elwin's next pin is going to be one where there were no restrictions, okay? No restrictions. So I'm here to tell you right now on Canada's Pinball Podcast that Elwin's next one is going to have even way more in it than Avengers. I mean, look, even when I look at Avengers with the wire forms and the shots, it still feels to me like Keith can design a game like that in his sleep. I, I, I know that he's he can put even way more sort of toys and gimmicks into his games and, and fun stuff. I know he can, and he's going to. This is not the end of Keith Elwin. This isn't the best Keith Elwin can do. This isn't even the best Eric Minier can do. We know that. These guys have to actually, you know, design to a cost as well. Like, as much as it it seems like everything went into Guns N' Roses and then some, no, there was stuff taken out. There was stuff taken out. Now, you best believe next time Eric makes a game, Pat Lawler is not going to be able to walk over and start yanking stuff out. You know why? Because Eric's a bankable guy. Can we talk for a second? Do you think Pat Lawler's feeling the pressure? I mean, if Pat Lawler, he's seeing all this. He's seeing the frenzy. He must be feeling somewhat stressed out that Toy Story does not deliver. Are you ready for the first Canada rumor of today? I've got a bunch of them. It's why you listen to Canada's Pinball Podcast. Canada will not get the interviews. I just won't get the interviews, but I'm here to tell you stuff that no one else is going to tell you on this show, all right? So welcome to episode 520. So here's the first rumor that I've heard, and this is from another inside source over at Jersey Jack Pinball, okay? So I am hearing that you will not see Toy Story, that the earliest you're going to see Toy Story in the next game from Jersey Jack Pinball is nine months away. Nine months. Like, this thing's not coming out in March. I think the next you're going to see it is in June of 2021. Okay, so nine months. I mean, they have so many orders for Guns N' Roses, it kind of makes sense that they can't even think about making another game with where the orders are for GNR. So you heard it here first on Canada's Pinball Podcast. Nine months from now is when we will get Toy Story. So if you're thinking about waiting for Toy Story... That's a long wait, so it's not happening right around the corner, all right? Now, speaking of Guns N' Roses orders, here's the big question I have. Obviously, thousands of people want this game. I mean, this game is a sales success. Now, here's the real issue. So the real difference between Jersey Jack and Stern isn't just this. It's not just like making a sexier game, making a game with more in it. It's can you make the game? I mean, Stern makes 50 games a day. 50 games a day Stern can just crank out. They can get everyone their LEs in just two weeks, right? That's 250 a week. Every LE of Avengers will be out in two weeks, and we're seeing it right now. Everyone is unboxing their Avengers LE at the same time. There's no months and months of waiting. And so how can Jersey Jack Pinball now make the games they took orders on, and how can they make these games fast enough to satiate a community that is pretty used to getting stuff you know, quickly. Because to me, the big question is, they made a big statement with having 100 games ready. 100 LEs were ready on launch day, which was awesome. But the real question is this, how long did it take them to make those 100 games, right? Did it take them a week or two or three? And so then you start to do the math on the amount of orders they got, 500 collector's editions, God knows how many LEs. I'm sure they might have got almost 2,000 orders for LEs with the amount of hype and attention this game has. So I asked them, you know, how many are you making a week? I officially went out. And they're not going to tell you. Like, it's confidential information. But some of the rumors are 60 games a week. 
I think it's got to be more than that. But but having talked to people back in the New Jersey factory, the most amount of Willy Wonkas they ever made in a single day when they were at their capacity and at full efficiency was 20 a day. So that would be 100 games a week. But this factory is bigger. But I'm not sure if they're staffed up to the same level that they were in New Jersey when New Jersey was running at full efficiency. So it's a brand new company in Chicago with a lot of new people. So they obviously are having a ramp up period, but it did look like there was a lot of people in that picture, but I'm not sure how many of those people are on the assembly line and how many of those people are in the design office and all the other offices at JJP. But the question remains is how many can they make a week? And if it's too slow, if it's too slow, what will that do? to the excitement around this game, right? Are people gonna wanna wait four months, three months, six months to get their games if their orders are in? Now, I'm here to tell you right now, after playing Guns N' Roses, I do mean it when I say I would wait an eternity for this game. This game is really that good that you should just get your deposit in, go to bed at night, know that you're gonna get one of the coolest pinball machines ever made, if not one of the coolest, and don't worry about it every day. Don't stress about it every day. You're going to get your collector's editions when they make them. They're going to make them right. They're waiting on playfields, I heard. And so, yes, you're not all going to get them probably by the end of the year. I mean, I've just already chalked it up to that. Like, it's already November in a couple weeks. There is no way I think they get all 500 made by Christmas. Um, I would love to see that. I just don't think they're going to be able to do that, plus the LEs, plus the SEs. It's just hard for them to make these games fast enough right now just because the demand is so high. Jersey Jack Pinball has never had this issue before. There has never been a launch of a Jersey Jack game that saw this kind of frenzy. Remember, like this is special, this is new, and this is new to them. And best believe there are going to be some stumbles along the way as this company figures out how to now satiate the incredible demand that came to their door. It, it's not just gonna be roses, right? There's gonna be some issues with them trying to figure this out. And they're still a small company, and they're still growing, and they're still learning. But I will say this, the product is worth it. The product is worth it, and you're gonna need to have some patience. Now, this is not gonna be a spooky pinball where there's 18 months to wait on the game if you're at the end of the Rick and Morty line. And I do want to say, yes, I am sorry that I said Guns N' Roses makes Rick and Morty look kind of crappy. <laughs> but look, some of this is true, though, people. Some of, I, I, look, I, some of it just is true. Like, if you put a $9,700 Rick and Morty next to a $9,500 Guns N' Roses, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to look at them and say, how could these cost the same amount of money? How on planet Earth could these be the same amount of money? All right. But again, Spooky sold out. So it doesn't matter. Spooky Pinball kind of showed JJP how to do it, like how to create a sales frenzy. Now, the other question that still continues to sort of hang over this whole thing, and I think, you know, they don't have to tell us how many they're making a week, but I think what they do need to start telling people is how does it work with direct order versus ordering through a distributor? Because you could still direct order your LE on JJP.com or you could go to a distributor. And I still think people have no clue which one is the better way to go. 
which one will get you your game faster? And I think Jersey Jack Pinball needs to figure this part out because this is not right. Like, if you could directly order from Stern and cut the distributor line, you would. Stern does not sell you games directly at all. There is no direct sale. JJP, I think, needs to decide it's one way or the other. They can't do it this way. There's just too much consumer confusion as to which way they should go. And I think they need to go with distributors. Distributors are your sales force. Distributors are the people that are building the relationships with your customers, not just on this game, but on all future games. And also distributors are just amazing people that help you out when you need help, right? When the going's good, it's so, it's so, I think it's kind of immoral when the going is good to cut out your distributors because that's not fair. They're also there for you when the going is bad. Who do you think are the ones picking up the phones when people are having problems with their Pirates of the Caribbean or people's playfields are having issues with Willy Wonka? It's your distributors that are calming your customers down to keep them customers for life. So I just think, maybe immoral is too strong of a word, but I just think it's a little bit like a, it's bad business practice is I think the best way to say it. All right, so you ready for the next rumor? I think I've been dropping this rumor. So I'm hearing a rumor that Stern Pinball is not going to take this lying down. That Stern Pinball is going to reveal a new game in the next couple weeks. That's what I heard. Now, is it Led Zeppelin? Are they going to drop a music pin and show people what they've been working on with Led Zeppelin and Steve Ritchie? I heard this game is 16 months in the works. So it's going to be a game that's full featured. It's going to be a game that is three models, Pro, Premium, LE. It, look, it's either Led Zeppelin or Queen. I keep saying this. It's either Led Zeppelin or Queen. It's one or the other. There's the debate raging on, like, is Zeppelin more popular than this, more popular than Guns N' Roses? The problem with bands and album sales and then translation to pinball, it doesn't really add up. And I'll tell you why. Number one, number one album sales, Beatles beats everybody, like beats everybody. And look how the Beatles pinball sold. Now you could argue it was because it was a reskin, but still, if you wanted Beatles music while you're playing pinball, they did it. They made it for people. And that's like the number one act ever. And it didn't sell well. You know, obviously Led Zeppelin is a bigger band than Guns N' Roses. They they almost have, I think, three times the amount of album sales globally. They were around for a lot longer as a band. They made nine albums, uh, but they're older. I mean, Led Zeppelin came out, I believe, in 1964, I want to say. I might be 1964. That's 20 years before Guns N' Roses even formed. Guns N' Roses' Appetite came out in 1986. So the question is... Is the demographic for Led Zeppelin the primary pinball purchasing audience right now? And I don't think so. I think it's a generation earlier. I really do. I don't think Led Zeppelin has the same sort of like frenzy as GNR does in the current pinball marketing landscape. You know, if, if we say that most people 40 to 60 are primary target, I would argue like it's more like 35 to 55 is probably the primary target base for new inbox pinball purchases. And I think Zeppelin's just a little too old for the, the sweet spot there. GNR hits the sweet spot perfectly. I mean, I'm 44 and Guns N' Roses was like the biggest band when I was growing up. I mean, they, they were they were it. They were it. The late 80s, early 90s, it was them. Like they hit, they took the world over. So we'll see. You know, I think everyone is like, they're never going to get the assets that Slash gave them. And that's true. Like we know that. 
So I just think it'd be crazy for Stern, though, to release a music pin on top of Guns N' Roses. But here's the thing, and here's what Stern's strategy might be. They might be looking at this thing and like, yeah, yeah, that's great. All these people think Guns N' Roses is amazing, but Jersey Jack Pinball is not going to be able to make those pins. And Stern might be making a move here to flex their manufacturing muscle. And they might say, hey, you know, that's cool. But if you want a Led Zeppelin LE, you can have it like in a week. We're going to get 2,000 games out by the end of the year if we start making it on our other line right now. And so that might be the move. They might look at what's happening at JJP and they might know because they know about manufacturing that this company and the size they're at, they're going to start to like sink underneath the demand of this game because they can't manufacture them fast enough. And I think Stern might do a manufacturing sort of flex right here. And I think they might try to show JJP, yeah, that's cute. You got you, you finally got one hit. Like, welcome to the party. We've been making hits for years, right? I think they might do some of this, and I think they might try to show them. But really where the wins are, really where the championship lies is in manufacturing, and we're going to show you how it's done. So we'll see. We'll see. But you heard it here first on Canada's Pinball Podcast. In a couple of weeks, is there going to be a new Stern machine? Now, the great news about these rumors, if I just say rumor and I'm wrong... Then you can't you can't yell at me. You can't yell at me. Before I go on to my final rumor, which is a big one, which is my final rumor, I want to say this. I was speaking to someone who got the Cruisman playfield on their Rick and Morty. Uh, Jeffrey Jones, I believe it was. He got the Cruisman option on his Rick and Morty game from Spooky Pinball. It's a seven hundred dollar, I think, option, and supposedly. You know, Cruzman playfields, they're great. I mean, he does an amazing job. And, and Cruzman, usually you go to Cruzman when you're restoring an older game. And he brings it back to life and makes it look better than it ever did. I mean, his clear coat is insane. But it's weird to clear coat a new game, right? It's like no one normally does that, like sends a brand new game to Cruzman to clear. And I talked to Chuck and he was like, yeah, you know, you don't need to. I, I, he's like, personally, I wouldn't do it. Like our, our clear coat's amazing. And he's right. Like the Rick and Morty clear coat is still the best clear code on any new inbox game right now. And my friend got his Cruzman Rick and Morty. And I asked him like a couple weeks later, did you see any dimples? And he's like, Chris, I hate to admit it, but I saw some dimples in the game. And I'm like, there you go. So for those of you out there who are thinking of spending the extra money, uh, I don't know if you need to. I think you're going to be happy with what you get right from Spooky. All right. All right. Well, anything else going on in pinball? Oh, yeah. The Elvira topper was shown. Uh, Zach Manny put up a video of this thing. And, you know, I don't think you'll ever get the time back in your life if you watch the video of it. The topper looks cheap. It doesn't look like a $1,000 topper. It's just stupid. It's stupid. Like, she pops up and screams and that's it. And the lights up on the gargoyles. And $1,000? That costs more? Twice the price of a PlayStation 5? It's it's stupid. It's an absolutely stupid topper. I mean, and, and for the amount of money people spent on those signature editions, they should get that topper for free. They didn't, they didn't offer it to those people. You think Stern would have at least at least been like you 50 people who spent 15 grand you get it for free no you have now that game is now sixteen thousand dollars with that silly topper and look when we had nothing to talk about these toppers were news i just want to say that i watched the video zach and i'll never get that time back in my life that thing sucks all right it does it sucks all right here's the final rumor i heard now I don't know if this is accurate or not, okay? But the only reason I'm going to say this on my show is I've been wondering what's been taking this company so long. And when I heard this rumor and the person said it's from a reliable source of someone he knows in there, it's like, you know, it just starts to make a little bit more sense as to why there's been such a delay. 
Now I still, again, as, even as I'm about to say it, I'm still just like, oh, I don't, I don't know. So the rumor I'm hearing is this, that the reason why there's been such delay over at Chicago Gaming Company is because Cactus Canyon Remake is not the next game from them, and it's not the next remake that's coming out. I'm hearing that the next remake from Chicago Gaming Company is going to be the Theater of Magic, or Theater of Magic, J-Pop's game from back in the day. Now, take that with a grain of salt. Do you think Chicago Gaming Company's next title will actually be Theater of Magic and not um, Cactus Canyon Remake? Now, I don't know. I, I mean, I've heard, I, I haven't heard Theater of Magic ever be mentioned as being next. So let's just hypothetically play this out. Is Theater of Magic more in demand than Cactus Canyon? Well, it's more of a complete game. I think a lot of people put Theater of Magic down as J-Pop's best game. Did they possibly do this to sort of release a J-Pop classic while John's trying to get his Raza out the door? Was that a strategic move? Um, there is no Raza going out the door, as we know now. I don't know. You know, Theater of Magic is a really cool game. It's a beautiful game. Uh, when you see a Theater of Magic with all brass plating, uh, it's. I don't think you can look over a game that's much more beautiful than that game and Circus Voltaire and Toten. I mean, old J-pop Bally Williams games are amazing. But again, they're amazing because Bally Williams made them amazing. I'm tired of giving John credit because it's clear that he didn't make this stuff magical. Other people did because look at what he does without them. Theater of Magic is incredible, and if they made a brand new Theater of Magic, I think they would sell well, just because the game itself has so many toys, it's such a fun shooter, it's such a fun pinball machine. I love Theater of Magic. I, that trunk is still one of the greatest toys and gimmicks in pinball history. It almost would make more sense to do Theater of Magic, because I think there is more excitement for that game than Cactus Canyon. But both of them are classics. Both of them are highly sought after by collectors. Um, so we'll see. The question is when now, right? I, I, Chicago Gaming Company, it just it, it just feels like they never release anything. It's just there's never any news going on. There's never any momentum with this company. And I really want them to jump in the ring. I just think they waited a little too long because I do think a lot of people, a lot of people just committed to spending $9,500 or $12,500. And a lot of those people also might be getting in Avengers. So Chicago Gaming Company, you waited too long. People have too much money tied up in other games. It's just they're, they're not going to cancel their ordering and, and just go right back to an older game. Because anyone who really wants a theater of magic right now for nine grand can go get one. Like can go get the game. And I just think that like they need to figure out a better system here over at CGC because they're getting left behind. They're getting left behind. Now, they don't need to come out with games ever, as I said, because Churchill makes so much money. This company doesn't treat pinball like the priority, and it shows. It's not. It's not the priorities. Churchill and what they make, that's the annuity. This is like Aimtron and American Pinball. Like Aimtron is a multi-million dollar company. American Pinball can't even sell like a thousand games, right? So it's it's just different when it's not the priority. Over at Stern, Pinball is the priority. At Jersey Jack, Pinball is the priority. It's just so much different. You just heard Bubba scuffle in. All right, anything else on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast? No, that is it. This has been episode 520. You got some good rumors. It's an exciting time to be in pinball for everybody. I will say this. Let's not kill each other over two amazing games that have just come out. I think there's room for both these games. And I think this is just a win-win for pinball because it's going to push not only these designers 
to keep improving what they create, it's gonna push these companies to put more in machines if they see this is where the money goes. Like, I will say this, Stern's gonna feel it, and it's good that they're gonna feel it. It's good that they're gonna hear, hey, some people canceled Avengers because they went and wanted Guns N' Roses. We want Stern Pinball to hear that so they can start to put more into their games, and they can, and they will. I mean, Stern has always stepped up when pushed and challenged to step up, they've delivered. So it's a good time for all of us as customers to see this happen. So thank you to JJP and thank you to Stern for two great games. And I've said it, everyone else out there that's sort of dragging their feet in pinball, it's gonna be hard. There's not much money and room left for everyone else in this hobby. It's gonna be brutal unless you have a magical game that people want. All right, everyone, that was episode 520. Have a good day. <laughs>